pinch me. (laughs) I'm an author. I wrote a book, Destined for Greatness, Living an Inspired Life from Head to Tippy Toes. If you haven't already gotten your copy, you may head over to my website, sarahnoose.com, or go to Amazon and check out Sarah Noose, Destined for Greatness. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I am joined by my handsome co-host, who's my husband, Adam, but he almost didn't make the cut this week. As a husband or Um, as a (laughs) co-host? Well, you always make the cut as a husband because I'm just so crazy for you, but as a co-host, you really... You dropped the ball last week, babe. Well, let's start again. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. <laughs> How are you? All right. So this is just so you know, like you're in the hot seat. Yeah. A, a different day, different dollar. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Uh, so I'm back and uh, engaged and will not be on my phone looking up quotes. <laughs> but don't put pressure on me to have a good... No, there's a lot of pressure on you right now. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like the applications that we've had have come in are actually incredible and so this is your chance to either shine or i don't know just i'm here to shine babe all right babe i know you can do it so chapter 11 is my favorite chapter a couple (laughs) weeks ago you asked what really was my favorite Mm -hmm. chapter this could be it really and i think because one i think i was influential in inviting you to arizona yes to hear um, a, a very wise comment that is interesting that I'd wonder if he even realized um, what he said and the impact that he had mm-hmm. is definitely just casual conversation that mm-hmm. um, for some reason, two words, be good every, be good <laughs> every day, three words, mm-hmm. um, made on us. Yeah. You yeah. Talk about that day. And yeah. It was huge. The story. Yeah, it was awesome. I'll never forget. Well, you invited me to spring training, which was super fun. And you said, there's a night where we're going to go out to eat with all the baseball executives and their wives. And I was like, oh, fun. Like, this will be so great. And so we show up and it was like a dark steakhousey type room, like dun, dun, dun. And it was a room of like 30 men sitting at a table, not one wife, not one girlfriend, they all had wives and girlfriends. They just, they just didn't have them in Arizona. So he said they, <laughs> that's so true. So you did, I guess you didn't steer me wrong. You said we're going to dinner with a bunch of baseball executives. Well, I think you said and their wives. I don't know. Either way, I was the only girl. So I was definitely out of place. And everybody was talking about baseball stuff and which I can talk baseball stuff, but it was like baseball stuff, like deep stuff. And We got to sit across the table from a gentleman named Ryan Christensen, who was a coach for the Oakland A's. Yep. Yep. And so I just casually said, so what do you look for when finding the best talent? Like, how do you look for the best? Do you look for the most home runs? Like, I'm just trying to small talk this guy. Like, I don't know. He's got stuck across from me. So I wanted to be engaging. And what he said changed Well, it became a chapter in the book. It changed my thinking and it was really pivotal for me and you. He said, I don't look for the best. No way. I look for somebody who's just good every single day. He's like, you don't have to be the best. You just have to be good every single day. And that has 
impacted me greatly ever since I heard that. I remember being like, now wait, what? And he's like, you know, I don't look for the best because, you know, with baseball, you can have highs and lows and you can be in a slump. You can be amazing. Um, you know, with the best, there's a lot of egos and, you know, all sorts of things that happen. You can have injury. And he's like, I look for those guys that show up and are consistently working hard, consistently available, consistently wanting to learn. Those are the type of guys I want on my team. And I thought to myself, me too. And I want to be that same person. I want to be the person that is consistent all the time. And it's so applicable to just about everything we do in life Mm -hmm. from, um, I think at the time we were really heavy into CrossFit and trying Mm -hmm. to think, how are we going to be great? Mm -hmm. And we wanted to be great and comparing ourselves to be, uh, to the other great people in the gym. Mm -hmm. And really it came down to, we didn't have to be great. We didn't have to put that pressure on us. We just had to be um, good every day. And that really just starts with just, uh, the right mindset when you wake up and, Mm-hmm. right mindset throughout the day that hey let's just be good yeah we don't, we don't have up. to be great be consistent so I kind of have a funny story I didn't write this in the book but so our friend Julie Isaac who we both love so much we were spending time together and we were hang not hanging out but this guy was kind of I don't know we were talking to him um and he always told us how great he was and so which is fine but I said something to the effect of man, I wonder if we're going to hear how great he is today. And she goes, you know what I love about him? He's so consistent. (laughs) It was like, she goes, we know what to expect. And I thought that's such a good point. Like, you know, you never, I, it's really challenging in relationships when somebody's like hot and cold with you or friendly one day and not the next or a great hard worker one day and then, you know, a slacker the next. It's the consistency when you know what to expect that really helps fuel relationships and builds things. So if you know that every morning when I wake up, this is what's going to happen. The consistency allows everything to be easier. And so I think consistency is key. Showing up is key. It's good for other people, but it's also good for ourselves, especially if our consistency is in really great areas. I love it. And I think in, in the workplace, certainly having um, kind of that mentality of being consistent I can remember uh, through the years having uh, bosses and, and different people mm-hmm. that come back uh, from vacation and think nobody else is doing anything and their um, kind of mindsets panic mode and mm-hmm. just because they're behind doesn't mean everybody else is and, and you just kind of get to a point that you never know what's going to come out of people's mouths and that's yeah. a hard um, setting to be in and then I think that translates into our home mm-hmm. and I think we're both very consistent on our kind of personalities and mm-hmm. we always know what we're going to get out of each other and mm-hmm. uh, rarely are there super highs and super lows. Right. We stay pretty consistent. We do. So awesome. you talk a lot about it, the importance of consistency. Mm-hmm. You can talk mm-hmm. more on that. Yeah. I think uh, specifically as you're talking in our relationship, I think your consistency has been key for my life for, you know, 17 years of marriage you have been, well, one, super faithful to me, like just as a cheerleader, as an encourager, as somebody to push me on um, to bigger things. Um, The consistency of knowing that I can try things and not fail, that you're always going to support me. And I think in marriage, it is so key to have both spouses consistent with each other, to know what to expect, to know that 
if I overspend, you're not going to be upset with me. If I don't clean, you're not going to be upset with me. I think sometimes people live in an environment where, you know, it's a dicey and they're walking on eggshells and it's like, man, that's, that can be tough. You know, I can only imagine. And so I think the consistency in building a really great marriage, it's that I know I can count on you. And I think about this and we talk about how like, I'm the girl version of Adam Noose and you're the boy version of Sarah Noose. Like we're very similar and it's a lot of times what you're thinking, I'm thinking, but I think it's because we spend so much time together and we over the years have, you know, kind of have the same train of thought with a lot of things. And so I think being consistent has been a key for us, but also in the workspace, you know, I would say that, you know, being around people that, you know what to expect from them and you know they're not going to go crazy or under um, under work or those sort of things. It does make a difference in all areas of our life. And lastly, I think parenting, like, you know, kids can be high and low. I mean, that's just the way they're growing and developing. But for us to always be consistent with them is key. And I think they always know about you, Adam, that you're always there. You're always supporting them. You're always cheering them on. And you're always pushing them a little bit further. And I love that for them too. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, as a parent, that's a big part of him showing them consistency and, and man, it, it would be tough to, I was lucky and blessed to have family and parents that were very consistent with me. So uh, it's easy to have that role model, but uh, the, you think about the damage you could do to kids if your highs and lows are so dramatic mm-hmm. and, uh, especially when it comes to youth sports and, and different things and expectations. So, Well, and we've seen it, I think, more than anything in youth sports where we've seen people get super high and super low where they let the emotions get the best of them and then it changes people's views on who they actually are when maybe their heart isn't that way, but they allow their emotions to take over. And it's easy to do. I mean, especially in sports, you and I can get very excited I would say but I feel like you and I always have a common ground of like like let's not be a jerk you know like that like it's just a game you know we have to remind ourselves that because it can in the middle of sports you want to win um I just feel like we've seen our all too often the consistency goes away when you hear a coach say this is what I actually want but then what actually happens on the field or the court maybe is delivered different and then it's a lack of consistency, which is confusing for a kid and really parents too. Love it. Mm-hmm. So one of my other things I love that you have uh, kind of gotten into is the accountability group. Mm-hmm. Well, you haven't kind of gotten into it. You're <laughs> fully emerged into it. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the consistent things across the board in that is the daily deposits. And I kind of think on a bigger scale back uh, 15 years ago with Bill Cornelius at church, mm-hmm. he was, I can remember him saying, um, if you had yearly deposits of rental property mm-hmm. and you were buying, like you don't have to buy the biggest, greatest rental property, but buy a rental property every year. And then next thing you know, 15 years from now, you'll have 15 homes that mm-hmm. um, you just slowly had these yearly deposits to, to now you have something worth pretty good amount of money. Right. Um, and, and we've, haven't followed it exactly, but we followed it enough to have a little bit of a portfolio of mm-hmm. crappy rental properties. <laughs> We're slumlords actually. Slumlords. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot of that challenge of, Hey, hold yourself to kind of that annual, um, 
try to invest in mm-hmm. something into the future and next thing you know you build it up it's kind of scary but right um back to the daily deposits one little thing every day mm-hmm. keeps building up and the next thing you know you look back 30 days later and you had 30 deposits that, that you didn't realize you were making but um I think there's so much power to that. Yeah. Well, these accountability groups have been key for me. Actually, I started this program that I made up for myself because I felt like, um, and it was really when I was trying to finish the book, um, I was wanting, I had my eye on the idea of writing a book, but what was happening is I let my day and whatever my day told me I needed to do, do. And so therefore I never actually got time to write it. And so I set myself up on this accountability program where I was like, okay, Sarah, for two hours a day, I need to sit and write no matter what comes. So I put my phone on silent and I was like, I've got to make this happen. And what I realized is I was thinking about it a whole lot and not putting work into it. But once I started putting work into it, I had fruit. And so I was like, this is really good holding myself accountable to this. And I was pretty strict on myself and I did it for two months. And then I was like, Hey, I want to see if some of our franchise owners can do it. And this was about two years ago. And now I've been holding monthly accountability groups every other month where we really focus on what are your goals, not a million goals. We focus on four business and four personal. And then what are we going to do daily to reach the goal? A lot of people want um, to lose weight. They want to get closer to the Lord. They want to push their business forward. They want to write a book. There's a lot of great goals, but it's not like you can write a book in a day. You can get closer to the Lord in a day, but then it's those small daily deposits that you're all of a sudden look back and be like, man, I have spent quiet time with Jesus for, you know, 15 minutes a day for 30 days that, that changes your life. And so that's kind of, that is what I do. And I hold people accountable. We have a Google sheet that I look in and check, check on what they're doing. I send, um, videos every single day of things to think about. And, um, it's really cool because you and I are working on a relationship series where it's holding people accountable in their relationships because it's back to those small daily deposits. I love it. You know, uh, it reminds me when you talked about that, that, um, one of the daily deposits that I told myself I was going to do, and then I completely forgot. Oh, Adam. How often does that happen? Well, maybe you need to be in my accountability group, but a few days ago, I didn't even tell you that I did this. I think you talk a lot about it is when you pray to do the ABCs. Mm-hmm. Or is that Bill? Mm-hmm. No. You? I don't know. I don't know. I'll give you credit. Okay. It, yeah, totally me. But like whatever first mm-hmm. word that pops up on mm-hmm. the A and the B and to go through it and just, it took 60 seconds mm-hmm. and I, I left it thinking, man, that was pretty powerful to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that every day. So give us an example of and what that is. One. Oh, you did. You haven't. I done did it? it once, and then I haven't done it since, babe. So but I need to start doing that. You think if you could do that daily, mm-hmm. it's almost like that one minute of meditation a day, right? So, question: Why haven't you done it every day? Well, the time that we did it, we might have been on a beach in Mexico. Oh, was that in the morning myself. when I woke you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I interrupted your prayer time. But sorry. I think I was like I just I don't know. What was S? What was your thankful for S? Susie. Little <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, Susie Q. <laughs> okay, well She needs mm, prayers. Yep. Yeah, well that's good that you prayed for her then. Yeah. 
But I would say one of the interesting things was um, when I got to V, it was victory. Mm. And I was thinking, man, that's a powerful word for 2021 mm-hmm. is victory and um, having victory over hopefully the crazy mm-hmm. last 12 months, 18 months. Mm-hmm. We finally have victory over it mm-hmm. and uh, starting to kind of have that victory mindset. Yeah. But yeah. it didn't come until I got to the V's to... Uh, to kind of get something out. Mm-hmm. Maybe I got something out of the whole thing, but yeah. Um, but, but you think was, about if you do it every single day, but that's back to this accountability is I think what you experience is something a lot of people experience. They're like, I want to do X and it feels really good and you get super excited about it, but then you forget exactly like what you're saying. But through this accountability program, I make them write it out. And so then, um, you know, I look and I'm like, Hey, how's this coming? I haven't seen you take a walk or I haven't seen you go to the gym or I haven't seen you cook that meal, you know, for your family around the table. And I think it's those small daily deposits. I always say the small daily deposits equal great success. I think oftentimes we look at people that quote made it like, wow, look at her family, man. She is, her kids are awesome and her marriage is really awesome, but it's not and I've talked about this a hundred times. If I was just a really good wife on Wednesday, we'd have a really crappy marriage. You know, I have to be consistent with you every single day. If I want to be a great follower of Jesus, I can't just rely on Sunday church. I've got to be consistent every single day, reading the Bible and getting to know the Lord more. And that's what sets us apart. Um, from really having a fruitful life. And that's the goal in accountability is setting our goals up and then making sure that we're fruitful with our days. Because, you know, I think about God giving each of us a life and we're either going to be full or we're going to live a full life with lots of fruit, or we're going to be walking around with dead branches and we don't want to be those people. Love it. Mm -hmm. Accountability is so powerful. Yep. And I wish if it was last week, if you asked that question of what S was, it would have been Psy. But my mind, mm. I'm a so, new man. So Sai and Susie Q. So Sarah's <laughs> like not even. But that would have been a funnier segue. Yeah. I'm still worried that it's not weeks. me. Like we're talking about how much we love each other and how great <laughs> our marriage is. And then Susie and Sai trump Sarah. And Sooner football. All right. Well, I'm feeling really <laughs> great about myself at this point. So well, I'm really thankful There's for a lot of things with us. Apples and acorns and <laughs> <laughs> airplanes. Those lovely acorns. I know. <laughs> well, this was fun. And um, also, if you are interested in our accountability group, you can log on to my website, which is sarahnews.com and sign up for one of our awesome accountability groups. Which you are coming fresh off a record of what, 30 30 women on it? Yep. Yep. That's our limit, actually, because I want to make sure that I'm super engaged with everybody on it. So, yes, 30 women. Which is fun that you expanded your limit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really good. You didn't think you wanted 30, but you expanded it. And, uh, but it is a good idea to cap it. Yeah. Yeah. That way I can be intentional with each of them. So, all right. Speaking of capping it, we're capping it. And next week, we're going to talk about, Um, chapter 12, which is a really fun chapter because it talks about my friend Brooke. So next week is Cookies with Brooke, chapter 12. My favorite. Hey, it's Sarah Noose, and I believe that you are destined for greatness. Do you have a dream inside of you? You think about wanting more out of life? Well, I have seen incredible life change happen 
all across the country by women who have signed up for my four-week accountability group. I would love to offer you the opportunity for real life change. Head on over to saranoose.com and sign up. There's limited spots available, but I would love to get to know you, have you join, and watch you conquer your dreams. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place, and to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today, and remember, you are destined for greatness.